Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Sheffield Digital Podcast. I feel like there should be a fanfare or something there. <laughs> Fireworks. <laughs> Fireworks. Uh, that's the, uh, the soothing voice of Mel Kanarek, director of Sheffield Digital there. Uh, sadly, we don't have the uh, booming authoritative voice of Chris Diamond here again. Um, but we send in much love on our 50th episode. Um, this is one of those episodes where we talk about what's going on. News, updates. We do. Events. Stuff. That things. kind of thing. And it's action-packed because it's actually a while since we recorded uh, one like this. So um, I'm looking forward to finding out what the heck has been going on. Um, we should say thank you to Curious Arts. We're still, if you listen to episode 49, we're still here in the uh, Curious Arts uh, Marvellous Podcasting Suite. Thank you to them for letting us come here and use their their gear. And... Um, Let's bat on. We have a couple of big announcements just this very week or this week and last week. Um, take it away, Mel. Yes, so um, really pleased about both of these associate sponsors and regional partners joining us. People, first of all, explain what the difference is. Um, we have associate sponsors for organisations that want to provide services to our industry. So they may or not be digital they may or may not be digital companies themselves, but we have this relationship so that they can actually talk about the services that they offer. Regional partners are for organisations who are like-minded, who share our objectives in terms of what we're trying to do, build a strong digital economy here in the city, provide great opportunities for people to work. Um, so I'm really pleased that we've got a new associate sponsor sponsor i can't speak this today ian this is really bad it's a challenging day it is yes it is an emotional day um techie.digital have joined us as an associate sponsor i'm going to stumble over that every single time let me tell you about techie.digital they are a, a startup company in the city who are using the recruitment software that TribePad have developed to provide a new way for companies that use freelancers and contractors to engage with said freelancers and contractors and for freelancers and contractors to make themselves available to companies. Um, it's an interesting approach because it's using an online platform, which not many people do, but it's backed up by people actually helping and doing the matching up of opportunities so it's not completely automated but the idea is that it provides a really transparent way for freelancers contractors and the companies that employ them to collaborate and work together and find out about each other so i'd encourage if you're out there and you're a freelancer or contractor providing services in digital of any kind is to have a look at it and maybe sign up and put your profile on there and if you're a business that regularly looks for, even irregularly looks for freelancers or contractors to work in your business, go on, have a look and, and put yourselves up there as well. Is this, um, I remember years ago, the Creative, Dig uh, Creative Sheffield, as it would have been then, did something similar, but it felt like it was more of a, like, like a directory? Yeah, it, it, it was the, like a, the CDI directory. And it was literally that where companies, freelancers, contractors had a profile on the platform and then if companies had opportunities they could actually post them on the platform and people could sort of pitch for the opportunities that the the issue with that was it just wasn't kept up to date and it wasn't publicized very well either so people didn't know about it that they could put opportunities on there so there weren't that money many companies on there 
um, and freelancers and contractors maybe went in and filled out their profile and then promptly forgot about it. Exactly, yes. Um, I think there are lots of things that are different with techie. Um, first of all, the software is much more sophisticated because it is using you know, very highly developed software from TriPad that's tried and tested as well, which is important. And maintained. And maintained, yeah. Um, but I think there's far more interaction built or the possibility for far more interaction built into techie. And also there are people behind it kind of nurturing it and moving it on and having conversations and making sure everybody's happy and that kind of thing. So uh, it will be more, will have more energy in it, would be my hope. Yeah, there's more of a, an interaction taking place within yeah. the actual platform as opposed yeah. to being just a list of people. Yeah. Now, in the spirit of full openness, which is what Sheffield Digital is all about, for freelancers and contractors, it's free to put their profiles up on there. Um, businesses can get on the platform as well. But when businesses actually do a, a deal with a freelancer or contractor and they pay a fee to Techie as part of that, and part of that fee then comes to Sheffield Digital. So we are getting a small cut of the business through the platform. What's important is that everyone understands that we're not taking a cut out of what people get paid if they're doing work through the platform. Um, but yes, it was it was Techie's idea to support Sheffield Digital in that way because they are a Sheffield business and we really appreciate them taking us and on board. So who's involved? Tripad, obviously, for the platform. Well, who else? So, there's, uh, so it's Dean Sadler from Tripad. Um, Scott, oh, I'm doing that thing where I can't remember last names. Scott's fine. Scott and Ash. Um, so Ash uh, also runs Split the Bills. Ah, uh, that's right. And Scott used to run um, a medical recruitment agency. So he's sort of the, got the background in recruitment and how you make that work really well. Ash is a platform person and then Tripad are bringing the actual tech. Cool. And uh, Barnsley College have become a regional partner. They have. So this is great because um, the Digital Media Centre in Barnsley have been a regional partner for a long time. And there is a, a small but vibrant cluster in Barnsley and it's really good for us to have these links with them. Barnsley College are in the process of really reinventing themselves as an FE college. They have an outstanding Ofsted rating which is a real achievement and notable. And they do an incredibly good job of preparing young people for employment in the region. They've recognised that digital is where it's at and that they need to be better equipping the people who come through their doors for jobs that use digital or jobs within digital. And the reason they've become a partner is that they want to open up more conversations with digital employers in the city and the city region to understand what they need and how the college can best turn out people who are ready to come and work in the businesses. So um, the gentleman that we're dealing with is um, Ibrahim Akudi, and he is so passionate and so committed about digital and about providing amazing opportunities for the students of the college um, and he's just running around like like a mad thing trying to connect all the dots and, and make things happen so if anyone out there is interested in being part of this conversation and in helping to build links between business businesses in Sheffield and the college in Barnsley then let me know and I will hook you up because there's going to be a lot of stuff happening 
in case for, for people who don't know Barnsley and what's happening there, um, the Digital Media Centre is very close to the station. And then right near it, there's another building that used to have voluntary action in there. The Digital Media Centre are now redeveloping that building to become DMC2. So they're beginning the process of creating a digital campus in Barnsley, similar to the one that we have in Sheffield with Electric Works. And the college is then also redeveloping one of their buildings, which is within that same area, to become part of the campus. So there's going to be this whole little cluster of buildings and people all involved in the digital industries in some way. And I think that's really exciting. And it's really ambitious of Barnsley to just get on with this and do it. Um, Barnsley as a council have always been pretty good about doing digital things and getting on board with them. Um, And the fact that they're now investing more in this idea of creating a little mini cluster for the town is superb. I was going to ask you that. Where does that um, where does that drive come from? Because presumably it needs funding and time allocating yeah. and things like that, resources. Yeah. So is that coming directly from the council who've decided this is an area we want to? So that that's my understanding. I mean, the the original digital media centre building DMC one was built with, uh, I believe, a big chunk of European funding. But whenever European funding comes into a municipality, the the local authority has to be heavily involved and put some of their money in as well. I'm not sure how the funding is working for DMC2. The college, of course, will have its own sources of funding. But yes, there there are people within the public sector in Barnsley who are working very hard. A lot of people will know Tracy Johnson, who runs the Digital Media Centre. She is um, a driving force in Barnsley and, and is helping to make a lot of this stuff happen. But there are loads of loads of other people there who are all working to the same agenda and the same objectives. And now we've got the you know senior management team in the ca- in the college as well getting on board with that. Sheffield Digital Festival feels ages since uh, we last spoke about <laughs> that. So. I imagine a lot's happened. What's going on? A lot is happening. It's so exciting. I'm getting really excited about the festival. Um, So first of all, to remind everybody, uh, the festival will open officially on Friday the 15th of May. We're going to have um, an opening event at in the community room in uh, Commune. um, And that will just be a big celebration and kickoff for the festival. Uh, The festival will then run across the weekend and through the following week. And on Thursday, the 21st of May, in the afternoon, we'll be holding another main event, which is sort of the mini conference afternoon, similar to what we ran last year. And then uh, with the National Video Games Museum opening up for the evening for socialising and game playing. Um, Same as last year, we're asking in, in the time between the first day and the last day for people to organize their own fringe events and uh, that can be anything at all to do with digital Um, so I've already had contact from someone who wants to run a networking walk for digital people in the Peak Districts which I think is a fab idea Um, a lot of businesses are getting touched saying that they'd like to run something in their premises or uh, support some kind of an event As long as it's got something to do with creative and digital, if you've got an idea, it can come under the festival banner and we'd love you to do that. The way you get a fringe event onto the calendar is by the end of next week, 
on the Sheffield Digital Festival website, the events calendar will be live again, and then you can just submit your event. It gets checked just to make sure it's going to show properly on the calendar and also to make sure that it's appropriate for the audience, and then it'll be listed. And as we do the publicity and the promotion, we'll start mentioning fringe events and the things that are going on. This year, we're also going to print a program, which we didn't do last year. So that will be another opportunity for people to find out about everything that's going on. So I would really encourage you, if you've got an idea for something that you'd like to do during the festival, then think about it. Uh, if you need help with it, get in touch with the festival because we've now got a team of volunteers who can help you shape your event, find an, a venue for event. If you don't know how to use a ticketing platform we can help you with that all those kinds of things is there, um, a, is there a deadline for those submissions so um if if you want the your fringe event to be in the program then the deadline will probably be i would guess sometime early april if we haven't nailed down the print schedule yet but in terms of adding events you can probably do it right up until the end of april um I would say do it sooner rather than later because the calendar is going to start to fill up. So you'll want to think about when your event is going to fit. Should it be in the day? Should it be in the evening? Which day of the week? Um, I really hope lots of people will look at doing things over the weekend, particularly things that will be of interest to the general public or to families or kids, young people. Um, I've already got a couple of exciting things lined up. I don't want to talk about them yet, but but. It looks like some some cool maker stuff is going to happen. But again, you know, any, anything you want to do, start thinking about it and then get it on the calendar. And does uh, an event have to be free? You have to do it for free or do you can you charge people to come to your events? You can charge people if you want to. That's absolutely fine. If you do, then it'll be your responsibility to handle the money. Um, but again, there are platforms to do that. We're going to be encouraging people to use tickets for good as their ticketing platform but again that's not compulsory so yes it's up to you whether you charge or, or not um, I would say be mindful of the event you're having um, whether you can make that inclusive uh, if you are going to serve alcohol then obviously you need to be aware of uh, that it would be over 18s think about the content is that suitable for all kinds of audiences but other than that just go for it the other thing that um, we've announced quite recently is um, an open call for people to submit ideas for things that they could present during the main event. Now, the what we when we did the first festival, the the main event was kind of a mashup of all kinds of different things. It wasn't wasn't really clear to everyone what we were trying to achieve with that. And while different people enjoyed different parts of the afternoon, and and you know some of it worked better than others and, and those kinds of things feedback we got was that was interesting but I wasn't quite sure why I was there so we're trying to be more focused this year the overriding theme of the festival is where creativity meets technical excellence because that's what Sheffield is really good at is mashing up together the amazing creativity in the city with how good we are technically whether that's code or hardware or making or whatever so that's what we want to celebrate about Sheffield. And the sub-theme for this year is discovery. So we want to help people discover new things or new ways of working or find out about what you discovered when you 
explored something new or created something new. And we're looking for presentations that will be very current in the moment, not here's something I made a year ago, but here's something I'm doing now or here's something I'm learning now. We want opportunities for people to get involved, to perhaps participate. We want an atmosphere of excitement and amazement in the afternoon. So we're open again to all kinds of suggestions. Um, and at the moment, all you need to do is just email with your idea. Uh, we've, you've got until the end of February, so we're leaving plenty of time to, for people to come up with ideas. And then a group of us are going to get together and sift through them all and try and program a really interesting afternoon for everybody. Sounds great. And what if you want to sponsor <laughs> such an event? If you wanted to sponsor such an event, we would be absolutely delighted to hear from you. Um, last year, the festival was pulled together on a shoestring. We did get support from a few organisations which allowed us to do some hospitality. This year, we want to do more and better and bigger but also we'll need to bring in more equipment and uh, AV stuff and all of that to make it work really well. So we do have a set of sponsorship packages. If you're interested in helping out, please get in touch. You can come direct to me. I have all the info and we can talk about what you'd like to do, what you'd like to achieve by being a sponsor and how we can make that happen. Marvellous. Exciting. Also exciting, planning. Uh <laughs> So there was a, a big board meeting recently, which I couldn't attend, but uh, there's uh, things foot at Sheffield Digital. So what, what, what can you reveal? What was discussed? What's going on? Share. Share. Spare, bear my soul. Um, so we've talked about this before on the podcast. Sheffield Digital is an amazing thing. We've achieved so much in the past five years. And what the question for us now is... How do we make that sustainable? How do we make sure that Sheffield Digital continues to exist and does more good things? Um, how do we make sure that Sheffield Digital can continue uh, when I decide that I've had enough? <laughs> or not that I've had enough, but that I need to stop work. Or when Chris has too much else on his plate. Um, how do we make sure that the organisation really continues to respond to the things that count for the people, the individuals who work in the industry and the businesses that employ those people in the industry. Um, so we had a very productive and wide-ranging conversation about <laughs> why are we here? <laughs> what is our purpose in life? That kind of thing. But also how do we make sure that we continue to do it? Um, we came up with some ideas around uh, making it financially sustainable, which uh, need a lot of work. So I don't really, it's not appropriate for me to go into details of them now. Um, I will though definitely say, you know, we're not going to be coming out to all our members saying, your membership has trebled or anything like that. We're looking at other ways, uh, other ways to bring support and revenue into the organization. Um, we're looking at what we should be spending that money on. So the money that comes in at the moment is mostly spent on all the communications work that we do on doing this podcast, on doing all the blogging and the social media and the newsletter and getting company profiles written and all that kind of thing. Jobs board, managing the jobs board. All of that. Um, 
One of the things we identified, and one, and this is from feedback that we've had from people, and we're very grateful for this, is as we've grown as an organisation, we've necessarily focused more of our attention on businesses because just pure and simple, working with businesses gives us scale and working with businesses brings in revenue that we need to keep going. But it is within our mission and our purpose and our vision that we are an organization for the community, the digital community, and that means individuals and individual members. And we recognize that we haven't been doing as much as we could to engage with and support the people, the people out there who are running meetups and going to meetups, the people who are doing tech for good stuff, uh, the, the people who are freelancing and, and need more connections, um, the people who joined early on because they wanted to be part of Sheffield Digital and felt that it was important. And we want to do more for that community, but we need to understand better what that more should be. So to help us do that, we're going to be putting out um, a, a freelance job for someone to become our community manager. And it will only be a you know, part-time freelance gig for a short contract to begin with so that we can make sure that we can continue to pay for the role. But it will be for someone to go out and, and be the Sheffield Digital representative at meetups and with the community and to run another meta meetup and to support people in the community and to find out what they want from Sheffield Digital. So I'm hoping to publish the role next week. Um, I'll flag it up on Slack. It'll be a blog post on the website. And I would really encourage you if, if you're thinking, actually, yeah, that's something I'd quite like to do, or I think that's something really important, or I've got some ideas about how that should be done to get in touch and I hope that we'll be able to put someone in that post who will help us redress that balance and bring the voice of the community back up to the level it should be within the Sheffield Digital organization. So when I first started working with Sheffield Digital which feels like an awful long time ago <laughs> a lot's happened since then in the world um, I think I think that role was also community manager, but I think in reality it was more of a comms role, wasn't it? Yes. This sounds different. So I guess if someone saw that first post and thinks, well, that's just the same thing again, it sounds like it's not because we've already got comms stuff covered. Yeah, I think we do have comms stuff covered, but in, in covering comms stuff, that community side of it dropped off the edge. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that's what we need to address. So when in putting the description of the role together, we've really focused on what's missing from our offer at the moment rather than doing more of what we already do um, and I'm hoping that's clear and if if you then if you read the thing and go actually email it's not clear then let me know so I can make it better yeah I mean that's what you just described going, mm. to, going to meetups and being um, I guess the face of Sheffield Digital to a degree but also actually yeah. part of the community rather than just writing about it and talking about it yeah that is quite a different thing. Yeah, so. yeah. Because, I mean, in a perfect world, Chris and I would try and show up to everything, but it's just not feasible. And it's the pressures of other things that need doing to keep Sheffield Digital going take up our time. Um, also, now this, I'm going to say it, it sounds weird, but Chris and I are older than the community in general and perhaps not always as relatable 
or um, easy to approach as someone who's a bit more... Hip and cool. Hip, yeah, I am not hip or cool, am I, Ian? Thank you for that. <laughs> I try, but I recognise that I'm, I'm uh, a more mature Hey, lady. we've all got there's many different <laughs> versions of hip and cool. Many different versions. <laughs> but yeah, I think the fact that I used the, chose the words hip and cool <laughs> automatically excludes me from this role as well. Quite possibly. <laughs> I think you burnt your bridges there, Ian. <laughs> well, that all sounds exciting. It's a fantastic role. So if someone is listening to this and uh, you know they are just setting out on their freelance journey or they just want to be more involved with the community, I have first-hand experience of this. The Sheffield Digital role when I first did it, when I was doing much more than I am now. It was really valuable for me. Not only did I get paid for it, which was exciting at the time, um, it was uh, a door to many uh, other things, not, no, not least just doing this, <laughs> which has always been good fun. But also, um, I, just, I just worked out who people are in the, yeah. in, the, in the city, or was told, I found out, I, was, I had to find out, it was my job. Yeah. And um, the amount of times that's been valuable since when I've been talking to other clients or in other meetings about very different non-Sheffield Digital related stuff, mm. and someone's mentioned somebody and, I, and I've been able to say, oh yeah, I know who that is, or I've, I've actually met them or I've worked with them, and it's, it's always been through Sheffield Digital. So um, I would highly recommend anyone who wants to get some of that to, yeah. uh, to consider. And I would also add um, that you'd be part of a really nice team of people. Very hip, very cool, <laughs> in their own way. I mean, you know, we don't have an office. Um, we all work virtually. We, we get together occasionally in various uh, co-working spaces and coffee shops. I virtually shops. work all the time. <laughs> Ian just sits in his shed and tears his hair out trying to get everything done. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a... A great bunch of people there's you know claire who who's doing lots of the content now there's sarah who keeps everything running smoothly and and keeps our social media buzzing there's ian who is the you know the voice of sense and uh, calm on this crazy podcast uh, and then there's chris and myself who um despite our advancing years are you know quite easy to get along with really yes good <laughs> no, it's true. you it's have to agree don't you it's definitely true that's all true Right, our last section before we uh, we close out. I've called it News in Brief. I don't know if we ever called it that before, but I thought we'd go for it this time. News in our briefs, okay. Indeed. <laughs> um, first off, West, Western Park Cancer Charity needs a tech-savvy board member. That sounds yes. like an interesting opportunity. Yeah, so um, Western Park Cancer Charity is, you know, a very noble and worthwhile cause in our city. Um, and for those of us whose lives have been touched by cancer in our family, um, perhaps even more important, um, they are on the search for board members at the moment and they've identified that a key skill that they lack is someone who can provide um, not a you know technical how you do tech perspective but a strategic this is how technology can work within the organization this is how you could use technology to improve the processes or um, you know the the communication or the fundraising within um, the charity and I wanted to put it out there because I'm hoping that there is somebody out there who would like to give their time um, it is a very very worthwhile cause uh, all of the money that Western Park raises is spent in Sheffield City region so you know that the time that you put in to working with them directly benefits the people in your community 
Um, and also, I think it would be very, very interesting for someone with that sort of strategic perspective to bring that to a charity that is grappling with it and, and isn't quite sure what to do. So if this is something that is of interest to you, I can introduce you to the uh, managing director of the charity who would love to hear from you. Um, just get in touch with me and I'll take care of that. Great. That's mel at sheffield.digital. Item two, Invest Sheffield are making a short video about our sector. Yeah, I just wanted to let people know that they're doing this because it's it's another indication that the um, powers that be locally are recognising the importance of our sector and, and how valuable it is to let the rest of the world know about it. Um, so uh, they'll be going out and doing videos with a whole bunch of companies that they asked me to introduce them to. Um, I'm not sure what the time scales are for getting it produced but when it's done i'll make sure that i share it on slack so everyone can have a look marvelous and uh, item three and the final item on the news and brief section is uh, the sheffield city region devolution deal is back on what does that mean for our sector so i've, I've just realized that having written that question uh -oh. i'm not sure i can answer it what does that it's mean? it's not off again is it just in the uh, no no the, the devolution deal is definitely on uh, which means that we should finally see um, something like £900 million over 30 years. We've been talking about this for come down the entirety of this podcast. We have, yes. Um, so first of all, you know, bravo and congratulations to Mayor Dan Jarvis and the leaders of the four local authorities in the region for coming together and finding a way to get this done because it was a challenge politically and we applaud the fact that they've done it. Um, what it will mean, I think, until we know what the the way in which the money will come into the region and what kind of uh, rules and regulations will be put around it, you know, what it can be spent on, what it, what it can't be spent on, it'll be hard to know exactly what it would mean. From a very personal perspective, everybody who listens to this podcast knows that I care a lot about digital skills. Um, and I myself and other people in the city will be pushing quite hard for <coughs> ways that investments can be made to improve the pipeline of skills into digital roles in the digital industries, but also to open up opportunities in digital for people from all across the region and all across the city, um, not just for, say, university graduates. So it could mean all sorts of things. It could mean more investments in buildings. Um, it could mean, uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. But it'd be really interesting to find out. And it will be really, really important that the business community and the people who work in the industry are saying what they think it should be spent on and are coming up with ideas, coming up with proposals. Um, and one of the things that I hope Sheffield Digital can do is, is be sort of a conduit for that and a communication point between the local digital industry and the people who will be deciding how this money gets spent. Great. That's it. That was news in brief. It was briefish. Briefish. Time for some events. So I'm going to just go through all of February. So there's quite a lot here. Stop me if there's something that you particularly want to say something about. Otherwise, I'm just going to go for the whole lot. You go for it, Ian. <clears throat> so, Monday the 3rd, could be in the past by the time you listen to this, but fingers crossed it won't be. 
Lunch and learn investment from an investor's perspective. On the fourth, Sheffield R. That's going to be about uh, Sheffield R. Users. It's the Sheffield R. Users Group, and it's going to be about R. Shiny for decision making and debugging in R. Studio. Of course, I don't know what that means, but that's fine. I'm sure you do. .NET Chef is also on the fourth. On the fifth, Sheffield Test Gathering. On the sixth, it's the Founder Brunch with James Wilson, aka the Sleep Geek. He's great. I've seen him at a uh, Creative Mornings before. Very helpful if you uh, want to know anything about sleep, really. On the 6th, also, Go Sheffield. And also on the 6th, Sheffield IoT Meetup, which is going to be about IoT cybersecurity. On the 7th, Front End North. I'm regretting doing all of February already. <laughs> I'm only on the 7th. But Front End North, woohoo! Indeed. Make some noise about Front End North. There are still a few tickets available. They're only 50 quid. It's going to be an amazing conference, and we need it to just be a huge sellout and um, just a fantastic event because we really want them to keep doing it. Yeah, we had Katie and uh, Amy on a previous episode not too long ago talking about it and they've done um, an incredible job. Yeah. The website looks amazing, the speakers yeah. look great. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, and uh, on that Friday, also Geek Brecky, that's every Friday. Information School, Discover Innovation and ICTs, that's on the 7th as well, and Sheffield Hackspace. On the 10th, Lunch and Learn, Funding and Finance Talk. On the 10th also, .NET Chef. On the 12th, Digital Meets Manufacturing, Artificial Intelligence for Manufacturing. Also, Learning from Innovations, Tackling the Global Food Sustainability Challenge, that's another event on the 12th. Code Up Sheffield, that's on the 12th. And on the 13th, Game Technology Frenzy, which sounds extremely <laughs> exciting. On the 14th, Geek Brecky again and Sheffield Hackspace. On the 17th, Leading to Grow Programme, Managing Digital and New Technology Adoption. On the 18th... We should have the Top of the Pops countdown music in the background. Do, 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 do. I've got a lot of regrets. <laughs> it's a busy month. On the 18th, Lunch and Learn, Investment Awareness Month. Also on the 18th, Information School, Research Seminar, Martin White, who's the Visiting Professor and Managing Director of Intranet Focus Limited. On the 19th, Yorkshire Cybersecurity Cluster Meeting. On the 20th, Copywriters Unite Sheffield. That's a ACE uh, Copywriters Meetup, or more of a gathering, as I understand it. That's good. On the 21st, Leading to Grow Programme, Managing Digital and New Technology Adoption. Also on the 21st, it's a Friday, so you've got Geek Brecky and Sheffield Hackspace again. On the 24th, we're getting there. Lunch and learn, another lunch and learn. How VCs make money and why you should care. On the 26th, Agile Sheffield, the real language of successful Agile leaders. On the 27th, Wizu Workspace launch event. Someone's put that in just to try and trick me right at the end of this. So Wizu Workspace, that's almost impossible to say, especially <laughs> if you try it twice. And finally, on the 28th, it's uh, Geek Brecky because it's a Friday, Sheffield Hackspace because it's a Friday, but also Information School, Discover Data as an Artifact. And it's a leap year, so I think... <laughs> there's got to be something on the 29th as well, surely. But thank God there isn't. Yeah, there is. There's a Sheffield Women in Tech Tech Tea, which is the informal gathering at Bird House. And, but I can't remember the date. I'm sorry, Sheffield Women in Tech. You should make sure that it gets onto the calendar so that we put it on here. And that's in February as well, is it? In February, yeah. Okay, well, that was one less for me to do anyway. <laughs> Um, what else? Membership updates. So since we last spoke, we have had Epigenesis sign up as uh, company members. Is that the first time or are they a repeat, a repeater? No, that's the first. Great. Well, thank you to them, Epigenesis, for becoming company members. And we've had one individual member. That's uh, Nona Henkin-Sperling. Thank you to you too. And that's it. Anything to add, Mel? 
No other than 50 episodes. Not, not bad. It isn't bad, really. Cause not bad, It's taken yeah. a while because, you know, a lot of people do podcasts, pump them out every week. But we've done every mostly every three weeks yeah. with the occasional occasional pause for a, an extra week or two. And, um, and yeah, I can't quite believe we've made it. So if there's someone that you think we should have on as a guest, let us know. Yes, we're currently trying to book in the next six months or so. Yeah, or if you want to come on as a guest, let yep. us know. It's fun. We like doing it. Yep, you'd be very welcome. Um, and if you want to subscribe, which is also a fantastic idea, uh, you can do that in Apple Podcasts or wherever you prefer to subscribe to podcasts. Spotify, very popular these days for podcasts. And you can find out more about the podcast at sheffield.digital slash podcast. And you can spread the word, leave a review, and you can uh, do whatever the hell you want with the re- <laughs> whatever the hell you want with the rest of your day. <laughs> and uh, that's it. Thanks, Mel. You're welcome, Ian. Thank Chris, you. Chris will be back next time. Yep, we missed you, Chris. Oh, and by the way, there wasn't any cake, even though it was our fiftieth birthday. No, I suspect Chris or would have brought 50th the cake. Or fiftieth episode. Brought the cake. <laughs> <laughs>